and by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon, everybody. This is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Good to have you with us. An hour of live broadcasting here in the station where we will get you up to date on some of the things going on. There is, uh, you know, things just start filling up. Uh, you know, I, I told Cisco the first 30 minutes we're going to just kind of talk about things happening. And, you know, three topics became five and ten, and uh, there's just so much uh, to share with you. And I want to tell you also, the second half of the show, I'm so excited about this, Sizzle, for, for a variety of reasons. Um, the fourth Monday of the month, we always have what we call the University of Dallas segment, right? Yes. And typically, well, always, uh, Dr. Jonathan Sanford, who is the provost and professor of philosophy at the University of Dallas, comes in and he either brings a guest with him or he has somebody on the phone with him. And he talks about a virtue. He talks about one of the areas of discipline there at the University of Dallas. Well, today we're going to do things a little bit differently because Dr. Sanford is actually going to be my guest. Mm. And this hasn't really happened before. I don't think it's ever happened I where I just so. interviewed him. And it all ties in so nicely because he wants to talk about the virtue of gratitude or thanksgiving. Now, why that this week? I, I, I will never know. It's a pretty far stretch, I think, personally, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, the other thing that's interesting about it is that he last yesterday he emailed me and he said, I want to base it on this particular question in the Summa Theologia. And of course, as soon as I got that, I just lit up because <laughs> I, I just love uh, uh, talking about the Summa. And so we're going to talk about St. Thomas's treatment of Thanksgiving and gratitude in the Summa. And I've got some questions for Dr. Sanford because he and I took very different approaches. You know, he, you know, studied philosophy very formally in school. He got his PhD. He's teaching it at a university setting. Whereas I picked up the Summa one day, plowed through it, fell in love with it, and didn't take that kind of route of of like formal education, but just kind of read it and taught myself. And uh, so I'm going to ask him some questions about it. And then we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and gratitude based on the Summa. And also, you may know that I'm going to be starting a new program, and Cecil's going to be on with me, uh, called The Summa Show. And we're going to be talking about the Summa. And it's, it's going to be fun, it's going to be light, and we're going to see how the Summa applies to our daily lives. And if I can, you know, transfer 10% of the enthusiasm I have to you, uh, I think it's going to be a successful show because I'm very excited about it. It's probably not going to be until January that we start it up. But anyways, that's a very long way of me saying Dr. Sanford will be in for the second half of the show. Did I? I think I covered that, right? I think so. I think we got it. <laughs> All right. We also have had a pretty busy morning here yeah. because we have always looked for volunteers to do various things and some people are very creative types and some people just prefer to work on spreadsheets and make phone calls everybody has different skill sets right 
Uh, so as we speak right now, we've got uh, a wonderful volunteer named Amy who's helping us out, and she's reaching out to Catholic organizations and uh, apostolates, and we're trying to keep in touch with you and let everybody know what's going on in news and information. So she's doing that. And then we had the visit from Louis Tarmichael. Indeed. And this guy, he is an interesting guy, and he does... Well, he's a math teacher at a, at a public school here in North Texas, but he's also, like, really excited. He can do all kinds of accents and voices and Kermit the Frog and <laughs> Donald Trump and, you know, Obama. I mean, he just does all these voices. And he just, you guys just had quite a, a session. <laughs> we did. I feel like it was one of those really intense writing sessions that musicians have, but it was just for us to come up with a bunch of spots that he could do and utilize all various voices he could do. And it was a yeah. lot of fun. He got kind of a thundering voice and I'm back <laughs> in my office and I hear him in, you know, sitting where I'm sitting right now and I just hear all these, these spots being brought by voice. So we're going to play one of them mm-hmm. and just give you a little taste of uh, Louis Tarmichael, who, like I said, by, by, by profession, he's a math teacher, but he likes to do production and voices and you know the, the the fact is so much of what we talk about in catholic radio these days is so serious and there's mm. so many threats to religious liberty and life and you know it, it can get really serious and so sometimes you just have to have some fun don't you oh, so absolutely. I, I don't even know what you're going to play here nope. so, so what, what do you want you describe <laughs> sure it? so we wanted to promote our share which we're going to talk about a little bit more in a minute that's happening next week and we thought who better than to promote it than our very own Batman of Gotham City. <laughs> okay. So here we are. All right. The biggest problem Gotham City has, besides the Joker, the Riddler, and all those guys, is the lack of Catholic radio. If you're listening to this right now, you're one of the lucky ones that has access to the fullness of truth. Next week is Guadalupe Radio Network's Fall share You could be the hero that the GRN needs. So pick up your bad phones, or regular phones, and call in from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Friday at 1-800-476-3311. Why am I giving this message? Because I'm Batman. Fall Sherathon. Oh my gosh. Lewis, turn around and come back. (laughs) Come back because he's listening. I said, I told you to say Fall Sherathon. That's my bad. Because it's worth Thanksgiving week, Dave. It's hard to think about Christmas. Yeah, there's just so (laughs) much. It's the Christmas Sherathon. Batman lied. Okay. You know, (laughs) it's a good spot, though. Yeah. Yeah. And and you you have a particular affinity for Batman. I love Batman, Batman. yes. Where where did that come from? What's what's Uh, That's a great question. I grew up, I think, I hung out with a lot of uh, little boys, my brother's friends, a lot growing up. And so they all loved the superheroes and they would go off playing with lightsabers and I'd sit down and actually watch the Batman cartoons that they put on and I was like mm-hmm. this guy is great yeah, <laughs> so yeah. have a lot of comics now <laughs> yeah interesting okay so uh, anyways a good spot it's great we're just gonna have, <laughs> we're to, gonna have to fix that <laughs> you're gonna have to plug in somebody else's Batman saying Christmas instead of yep. fall but mm-hmm. otherwise it was really good so I know Lewis is still listening thank you so much for uh, coming and uh, kind of like Rowena you know mm. she, she comes in and she just lights up the place you know through her, her excitement so also uh, I think we may have announced on this show, I think we did, certainly on Jaron Live, that Cicel is going to begin um, working full-time, mm-hmm. effective uh, December 11th, uh, Friday, which is a couple Fridays from now, and she's going to be the North Texas assistant. And last, was it Tuesday? Um, we had the... the, the, the <laughs> it was the, Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Mm-hmm. You're right. Thursday at 10 o'clock, we had the uh, the privilege of participating in the Catholic Foundation's live zoom event 
where they announced all the recipients of the fall uh, grants. And we were one of the uh, very blessed people to, to receive a grant from the Catholic Foundation. They gave us a couple of minutes to just kind of talk about yes. uh, how we're using it. And we're using it to basically hire Sissel full time. So that yes. was kind of fun, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. You know, um, I wasn't sure how a grant ceremony was supposed to go, but it was really cool. I got to see all the other people, too, who are getting grants. And we know most of the people. So it was really fun to like kind of wave at everyone yeah. in our little Brady Bunch boxes. Right. <laughs> It was a beautiful ceremony. And yeah, and of course, what we were doing, because we, as as I mentioned, like Amy making the phone calls right now, is we want everybody that listens to Catholic New Radio to know everything that's going on. And so we're going through the list of the recipients, and you had uh, people, you know, groups like Tobit uh, and Monica Ashour. You had Mm -hmm. the Highland School, and I'm thinking, okay, check, check. YCP. uh, Yeah, Young Catholic Professionals. Peter Blute accepted uh, for uh, Jen Ball there. And we're thinking, okay, gosh, they got their own segment on the show. and Faith uh, and Fitness, there are a couple of them that were like, wait a second. And, and I, I, I'm like, we've got to talk to these people. Exactly. So, anyways, so if you're a head of a, an apostolate or you're at a parish, last Monday we were blessed to receive a call from Father Paul Weinberger mm. and uh, contributed to the program. And if you know he's at St. Monica and you're a pastor, you work at a parish, we... You know, we want to tell our listeners everything that's going on at your parish. It's not a burden. There's no cost. You're not bugging us. Uh, just email us. We've got an email that is kth uh, at grnonline.com. And just let us know what's going on. Uh, and we would be so grateful uh, if you would do that. And also thanks to Matt and Bill and mm-hmm. Cheryl. I don't want to miss anybody. And... And also our trustees yes, who came. They, we did a Zoom in lieu of a, a regular visit, but our, our trustees who helped us with that. And uh, so great organization. And so thanks so much uh, to the Catholic Foundation for allowing us to uh, to hire Sissel full time. Yes. It's going to be exciting. And your main mission is, is what? Is to reach out to young Catholics. So we're talking about the young adults, the youth, the um, you know Catholic schools. So I've already started kind of working on that. But if you're in charge of a young adult group or a youth group, you're probably going to be hearing from me very soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Because, uh, you know, as you mentioned on the call, especially in 2020, it's a challenging time for young people. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, when I was your age or when I was in college, I mean, there was none of these restrictions and social distancing right. and masks. And, uh, you know, because that's the age where you want to meet people. You want to, of course, you yeah. Might, you might, uh, you know, people might be looking for, you know, uh, future spouses or, you know, I mean, there's just the relationships, the business uh, right. connections. Everything is, people are so important at that age. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then to put the, you know, like. Be locked down and not be able to do that. Yeah. It's really hard. Not to mention just simply you're also in that stage of uh, making your faith your own and really owning it. So it's really a confusing time, too. And so you need faith guidance. And that's Mm -hmm. in Catholic Radio. So. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you mentioned your uh, once a month right now Friday show called Young and Present yes. with Zach Barton. Uh, you want to give a little plug for that? Sure. Yeah. So every uh, second Friday, although this month because of Sherathon and stuff like that, I think we're the third Friday um, at 11 a.m. during our DFW Live segment, um, my friend Zach Barton and I have a show called Young and Present where we, we're both young adults. So we're speaking as peers to other young adults or to um, parents who have young adult children, um, just giving our perspective on various things going on in the world or how to grow closer in a relationship with Jesus, especially during this really transitional period. 
All right. Uh, so that's on Fridays, and typically the uh, did you say the second? Uh, typically it's the second, but I think this week, this month, because of Shareathon, we got pushed in a week. Okay, but, yeah, got bumped uh, back yeah, a little bit. So. All right. We also have the. Nine stick up for nine ten a.m. campaign yes. going on, and this started a few years ago. Where we're trying to promote people putting bumper stickers in their car. It's interesting. Uh, Lewis ran back and picked up a bumper sticker. Oh, good. So, and this uh, year we celebrated our fourteenth anniversary, and so the goal is to get fourteen hundred new bumper stickers on cars. And we got some other ideas of ways we want to bless people and thank them for putting bumper stickers in their cars. In fact, you know, we you, you might be at your mass and come out and you've got a bumper sticker in your car and you find a gift certificate to a local restaurant on your windshield mm-hmm. just as a little thank you for putting the bumper sticker on. So if you ha- if you want one, just email at that same address, kth at 910 a.m. I'm, I'm sorry, kth at com. <laughs> and uh, to sweeten the deal, every week... We take anybody who has not only put one on their car, but... They've done. taken a selfie, and they've either emailed it to us at kth at 9... Uh, KTH, you've got me messing it up now, too. <laughs> kth at grnonline.com, or you can just post it directly in our Facebook group, GRNDFW. I have a post that's kind of a pinned post that's right at the top where people can comment their pictures. Or if you just email to us, we'll comment it for you. Um, so, yeah, we're doing a raffle for all those people that did that every week, and they win an awesome prize. Yeah, we're going to do the drawing here in just a second. I, I want to also mention, because I, I look down at the clock and I see that we're starting to run out of time, uh, the, during this hour, if you call in and tell us in the midst of 2020 and all the stuff that we've had to go through this year, what are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? At the end of the hour, we're going to do a drawing of anybody who not only calls in, but gets on the air with us. And I am going to give away three of Mother Angelica's. This is a hardback book, Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and Other Prayers. Okay, this is a really nice book, and it's, of course, published uh, by EWTN. And it'd be nice to put by your, your, you know, bedside and maybe read one of these uh, every night before you go to bed. Uh, praying with Mother Angelica, meditations on the rosary, the way of the cross and other prayers. So call us up, get on the air, talk about maybe even what the blessings were this year, even perhaps related to the pandemic, related to all that's going on, related to the election and all the, the turmoil. 877-757-9424. It may be that we only get two or three people calling in. That means you mm. automatically get one. There may not even be a easy drawing. win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy win. We won't even have to do a drawing, okay? So let us know what are you thankful for. Let us hear from you, 877-757-9424. If we get more than three of them, we'll have a drawing at the end of the show, and uh, we will announce the winners. And if you just call us up and tell us what you're thankful for, uh, most likely you're going to get one of these mailed to you. Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and other prayers. 877-757-9424. Four. Okay, so are we confusing people with too many drawings? Okay, this is Quite the stick possibly. up for nine ten. This is drawing? this drawing is closed as of now. Although you can keep joining for next week's this you know coming. Okay, maybe I should stop talking. I think I'm gonna be confusing it more. We have three people in this drawing, and I'm going to pull out of my little fishbowl who the winner this week is. And All we right, we've got it's. 
Denise, who posted on Facebook. That's okay. awesome. Denise. So Denise will be contacting you um, about getting... What is she getting? She's getting a different book. Yeah, she's getting the Mother Angelica, the remarkable story of a nun, her nerve, and a network of miracles by Raymond Arroyo. Her body. This is really the it's a good book. R- really famous book. In fact, if you have not read this, have you read it, Cecil? I'm like halfway through it. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> okay. it's amazing, but it's really good. I'm halfway through it. Yeah, you lo- really enjoyed that first half. I did really you? enjoy that first half. <laughs> Second half. It falls apart after that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Second half isn't much, but and I just got an email by the way, Ooh. and uh, it's from our. Our friend Claire over at University of Dallas, and she said, I realize this may be late, but if you, it would be great if you could plug tonight's UD Ministry Ooh. Conference Faith Connect Virtual Workshop. It's tonight at 7 o'clock, and folks can uh, sign up at udallas.edu slash faithconnect. And here's a description, uh, Faith at Home, Raising Faith-Filled Kids in Today's World. Uh, family is central to how faith is shared in practice. This workshop will focus on the theology of the home, practical ways for families to pray, engage in simple faith conversations, begin traditions, and set holy rhythms. Uh, this workshop will be helpful for parents, teachers, and religious coordinators and catechists. Let's build up uh, the little church in our homes. That sounds like great. That That's like a, a great really program. cool event. That's Gosh, awesome. if I had known about it previously, we could have had him on as a guest. Oh, that and, would have been uh, awesome. Like maybe the provost or something coming oh, in. Oh, yeah, like, that would have been really smart, Dave. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah we got, uh, I don't know, uh, Dr. Sanford, this may not be something that falls under his, uh, uh, you know, uh, his his responsibility. Yeah. I'm sure he knows what's going on. But <laughs> again, that is a great conference, and I appreciate Clara Venegas. Uh, she's the new. Uh, Director of Marketing and Communications Mm -hmm. there at uh, University of Dallas. It's, again, uh, called Faith at Home, Raising Faith-Filled Kids in Today's World. And it's going to be a virtual workshop tonight beginning at 7 o'clock. And uh, and you go to udallas.edu forward slash faith connect. Okay, udallas.edu forward slash faith connect. All right. And... Another thing that I want to let you know about is that we have a share coming up, as you mm-hmm. just heard, in that spot. The Christmas uh, share we... <laughs> It's It's the Christmas share ah. uh, So 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 says Batman, right? It's hard to say Christmas when you're in Thanksgiving week, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I know. I it's know. Cr- so Christmas. It's, we're Christmas. always a little bit ahead of ourselves. Christmas no, share begins a week from tomorrow, next Tuesday. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. So the theme is celebrating 20 years. And I mentioned on the show Friday that I did a couple of interviews last week, and one of them was uh, my dear friend Bill Button. And this guy has had a heck of a year. Uh, His sister died. He lost his job back in April. He still doesn't have uh, employment, of course. Then he went through what everybody else goes through, the COVID-19, the the riots, the social upheaval, the election drama, which still is going on. And this guy is so thankful. He's so blessed. He loves Catholic Radio. He says it changed his life. He calls it the soundtrack of his life. Wow. Uh, he said the, he's a convert, like Cecil is. He's been a Catholic for 11 years, and he said it feels like 11 minutes. And so this guy has everything to be down about, but he refuses to let his circumstances you know, get him down, and he's just so excited. And so we're going to play that uh, interview during the Shurathon. Uh, next week, and also one with uh, Dr. Augustina, who's from Nigeria, and she's got an amazing story as well of people who have it a lot worse than we do. You know, everybody thinks they have it, you know, so bad. Um, 
Let's talk also about something you did last week. Yes. And on a pretty short notice, mm-hmm. you were asked to go out to a Legatus meeting. They, you didn't qualify for I Legatus, do not qualify. But, uh, they wanted you to be there representing GRN because of the grant that we yes. got and all that. So tell us about that. Yeah. So um, if you're not familiar, Legatus is a, um organization that is really just for meetings for um and community for executives, higher up CEOs, and in businesses, and they meet monthly. They have talks. They do, you know, a nice dinner and such. And this particular night, they the reason why I was invited was because they were having a young Catholic professionals panel. So several members of local and national of the national local and national boards were there to answer questions from the Legatus group because Legatus is a great group for young Catholic professionals to be connected with because they need mentors for young Catholic professionals Mm -hmm. and you're in a room full of very amazing people, you know, who have done a lot and have lived out their faith in their workplace. Um, And so they had a panel that I got to um, listen to and it was really amazing, Dave, how many people in that room I knew yeah, or or I mean, had not met in person before. But for instance, um, Father Paul, who called in last week, was there. Yeah, Father, yeah. <laughs> Father Paul Weinberger was there, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, I just <laughs> talked to you on the phone this week." And our the, the young Catholic professionals guest that we had last week as um, or two weeks ago as well was there. I mean, it was quite amazing. Jerry Jacob, who we know who hosts, he was kind of moderating the or introducing the event, being the MC. Um, so it was it was really awesome to get to know a little bit more about what the goddess does and more about what ycp does yeah. so and the longer you work at the station the more that's going to happen let's say you go to a pro-life you know conference mm-hmm. i mean uh, you know like gala or they got all the different like little ministries set up and you're gonna say yeah we've talked to them we've talked to them we talked yes. to them ud ministry conference is yes. one of the big ones and yes. you just go booth to booth and say and you know like, what i know these people and that's right. uh, it's a great badge of honor because that's our whole mission as i mentioned at the beginning of the show is to reach out and let everybody know what's going on um that that that's what we want to do mm-hmm. and so good that you know how how interesting that we have that you know, Zoom call with the Catholic Foundation on Thursday. Yes. And then that very night, you're yes. off at an event, you know. It was great. And so I'd really like to thank uh, Chris Kramer, who invited me. She's the president of the Legatus, the Dallas Legatus chapter. And if you want to find out more about Legatus, if you do qualify, unlike Dave and I, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, go to legatus.org. All right. And uh, I also want to mention that Saturday morning last week, uh, well, just, you know, two days ago, I was asked to do a live remote broadcast out at St. Gabriel Parish in McKinney. And they have uh, what's called the St. Gabriel Men's Club Turkey Basket Program. And they've been doing this for 20 years. I mean, some people think that the parishes up north are, like, really young. You know, St. Francis of Assisi has been around in Frisco for a long time. Mm. And St. Gabriel Parish in McKinney, one of the, the newer parishes in the, in the Dallas Diocese, has been around for 25 years. Mm. The men's program has been doing this turkey giveaway, uh, basket giveaway, for about 20 years now. And I was um, invited out by a gentleman by the name of Peter Litwin. And, you know, nowadays we don't have many live remotes, but I went out there and we started broadcasting at 9 o'clock. And the way they had it set up in the COVID age, it used to be that they'd get, you know, two, maybe 250 people that asked for, for, for turkeys and, and meals because they, for whatever reason, they can't afford it this year. And then they'd bring it to their house. But this year, because of COVID, they asked the people to drive through. And mm-hmm. so from 9 a.m. until 1 p.m., they had 503 turkeys that they were giving away. That's awesome. And we had our table set up. And, I mean, like 10 feet away, the cars were coming by. And it was just kind of a steady stream of calls. 
And we did a one-hour broadcast. Uh, Father Don Zeiler, the pastor, uh, uh, was on with me, and I had Mike Simon. We had uh, a gentleman from the the men's club, and it was just it was just good to be out again. Mm. And Father Don, God bless him, about ten minutes before, maybe fifteen minutes before we were supposed to go on, I told him I had never been in the sanctuary. And he said, well, let me go give you a tour. So, so he brings me over there. And, of course, I'm kind of looking at my watch and thinking we're about to go on the air. And it gives me a little nickel tour. And it's, it's really a neat, neat parish. I think – ever heard of the, the little um, tours where people will get into a bus and yeah. they'll, they'll visit parishes? Oh, yeah. Right? That's such a cool uh, idea. It's – and and the, 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 we should do more of this because most of us only see our own parish and maybe a one GRN or two other parishes. A GRN bus tour of the parish. Like, <laughs> but it's really neat because everywhere you look, they've got big statues of angels, oh. big ones like Raphael and Gabriel and, and Michael. Oh, and wow. they up on their altar, they've got a big tabernacle right in the center, which is beautiful. And then they've got like the 12 apostles. They've got angels represented. They've got a big dome inside. I think it, the, the, the sanctuary holds about 1,300 people. And really beautiful, but I had to cut it short because we had to get on the air. But I do thank Father Don for, you know, taking time to bring me over there and show the sanctuary. I didn't have my phone with me, so I didn't take any pictures inside the sanctuary, but it's really, really beautiful. Um, and y'all are building a, a new sanctuary we at St. Philip's as well, right? Yes, we are. Hopefully, I'm thinking spring, summer next year will be open, Dave. It's coming mm-hmm. very fast. Yeah. Just got another email from my friend Eric. And I want to mention that we did an interview with uh, Eric Bonnenberger and also Chad Simpson about this group called Claritas. And last Thursday night, I went out to the Claritas, and they're going to do this every three months or so. And what it is, is it's men that get together, and we dress up. You know, it's not like jeans and a T-shirt. You know, they ask everybody to wear a suit and tie. Wow. And you go, and if you want to, you can smoke a cigar. They give you a, 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 little, a little sample of, uh, like, bourbon or some, you know, classy kind of uh, liquor. And uh, there was a presentation by Dr. Michael Norman, mm. who has a, a fascinating story. Uh, he wrote a book called Unbrid- Unbridled Grace. And so it only turned out there were only two of us smoking cigars, because most of the guys, I guess, just did want to smoke cigars. But it was a classy event. It just kind of reminded me of, like, the way it would have been in, you know, I guess 20th century England with Chesterton and C.S. Lewis, where, you you know, you're in your suit and tie and smoking a cigar. And, That's so cool. And t- having intellectual conversations. <laughs> and it, it was just kind of a throwback. And so congratulations to Eric and Chad for putting that event on. It was That's a lot so of fun. Cool. And uh, all right, so what else do we have to talk about? I think that just about does it. Uh, don't forget, if you want to get one of these books uh, for your bedside table, it's called Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and Other Prayers. I've got three of them, and it's proving that most people don't like to call in <laughs> and talk on the radio. So here, here's Or they're all. just so engaged by what we're saying, Dave, <laughs> that they do not want to interrupt us. Uh, I will say, I'll though, say if you don't want to get on the radio, just call and tell Sissel off the air what you're thankful for, and we'll still give you one of these books, okay? Is that, is that a deal? Uh, let's just say the first three people that do it, 877-757-9424. If you want one of these books, it's a hardback book. It's uh, only about maybe 100 pages or so. It has a picture of Mother Angelica, who I think will be a canonized saint one day, praying with Mother Angelica, meditations on the rosary, the way of the cross, and other prayers. 
And all you got to do is tell us, what are you thankful for in this year of 2020, the year of COVID, 877-757-9424. You don't even have to get on the air with us, and uh, we'd appreciate hearing from you, knowing you're out there uh, here on the Good News Show. So anything else? Do we know of any other events going on? Or um, That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, but... Goodness, Dave, Advent's starting. Yeah, I love Advent. (laughs) Advent. So there's going to hopefully, there's going to be some forms of parish missions, however the churches are able to do them. So I'm sure we'll be talking about those a lot in the upcoming weeks. Mm -hmm. So I would ask, are you ready for Advent? Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you do any kind of like penitential stuff during Advent? I mean, because the secular culture just says party, 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 let's let's celebrate. Um, I try to, yeah. Um, Yeah, I I always try to make sure, I try to go to confession very frequently throughout Advent. um, yeah, and then I also try to, we try to, every year we try to do, do devotion, Dave. I don't know how you all do with it, but we tend to not all have our schedules together, especially now that we're all adults <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> to do yeah. it. But I try to do my personal, um, um, kind of a meditation yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I think we talked about the the Christmas music thing. I'm I'm kind of a yes. stickler on that. My my kids don't. One of my kids in particular doesn't agree with me and <laughs> likes wants the Christmas music now. And I just have this thing. You know, I got to wait. We broke I, our I, rule, Dave. Oh yeah, I got to wait till after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I just I can't do it. Wait, I did not mean to break the rule, but because I also don't like to listen till the you know the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Even sometimes maybe a little bit on Thanksgiving, we went Thanksgiving shopping kind of last minute and going to Costco. On a Sunday, right before Thanksgiving, oh my goodness! Why we needed Christmas music basically oh. to get through that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a prudential decision anybody yeah. can make. Yeah, some people are pretty hardcore, and they know they because the Christmas season begins Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, yeah, sunset mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, and like, like no Christmas music until then. Not a I'm not, I'm not that not quite hardcore, that, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I gotta wait till at least Thanksgiving. And I then, agree. But one of my daughters, I won't mention her name, will like play <laughs> Christmas music on the piano, and uh, you know that's fine. You know they're they're, they're just having fun with it, but. Uh, I'm kind of a stickler about that. And so, anyways, uh, this is the Good News Show, and we uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. And don't forget, uh, uh, a week from tomorrow, December 1st, can you believe we're saying that? December 1st, It's uh, this year has <laughs> just zipped by, hasn't it? It's been such a fun year. Oh, yeah. Uh, that starts our, our Christmas share despite what Batman told you earlier. It's the Christmas share and uh, we hope that you will support us. In fact, we hope that, and we'll have one more good news show between before between now and then, but we hope that somebody, a lot of people from North Texas will call in and make donations and support the station. We are at a very critical time in our church and our nation, and a lot of changes going on within the GRN. I told you about the new SUMA show, and uh, Joe, Joe McClain, by the way, announced this morning on his show that tomorrow do you know that you may not even know this i don't know (laughs) you don't even know what i'm gonna say i have no idea what you don't even know what you don't know Uh, exactly Uh, that's scary he's doing another dry run tomorrow morning he is awesome i'll tune in then yeah or i'll go on facebook and tune in (laughs) that's what i meant (laughs) yeah yeah and so uh tomorrow morning at six o'clock central he is going to be doing another one uh where just on the social media platforms he will be doing a dry run with him and Emily and uh, Adrian. So hopefully you can plug into uh, either YouTube or Facebook or Twitter and watch that show. He's got a good show. It's called the Catholic Catholic Drive Time. Okay, and the Suma show is coming in January, and we're going to have a uh, a social media kind of debut dress rehearsal for that as well coming up. I think uh, in December seventeenth is the date on that. 
All right, that does it. Uh, we are going to take a three-minute break, and we're going to come back with the provost of the University of Dallas. His name is Dr. Jonathan Sanford, and we're going to talk about gratitude and thanksgiving. If you want one of these books, tell us what you're thankful for. You can call anytime in the next 30 minutes, and I'll send you the Mother Angelica uh, book called uh, Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and Other Prayers. Good News Show continues right after this. All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas is hosting an Advent mission with Father Thomas Esposito. Father Esposito will reflect on the subject of Christmas. The talk will take place on Wednesdays, December 2nd and December 9th from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The event will take place in the church and space is limited to 225 participants. Father Esposito is also Assistant Professor of Theology at the University of Dallas. For more information, visit allsaintsdallas.org. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Holy Trinity Catholic School in Grapevine is partnering with Catholic Charities of Fort Worth for the second annual Live Drive through Nativity on Friday, December 4th and Saturday, December 5th. The event is open to the public. A total of seven spectacular live nativity scenes will feature students of Holy Trinity Catholic School from 6 to 8.30 p.m. each evening. Enjoy the splendor of the live nativity from the comfort of your car. Catholic Charities of Fort Worth will be present to collect unwrapped new toys for children. For more information, visit the Holy Trinity Catholic School Facebook page. Hello, Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Linson or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you. The University of Dallas Newhoff School of Ministry invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to an online seminar and Facebook Live event titled Raising Faith-Filled Kids in Today's World. The virtual event takes place on Monday, November 23rd from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. The online event will focus on practical ways for families to pray, engage in simple faith conversations, begin traditions, and set holy rhythms. For more information or to sign up, visit udallas.edu slash faithconnect. Loretta House in Denton is a pregnancy resource center that serves women dealing with unplanned pregnancies. They provide free pregnancy testing and free ultrasounds. Clients receive material goods like diapers, baby items, clothing, parenting classes, and more. Loretta House is an official apostolate of the Diocese of Fort Worth. All services are provided free of charge and remain completely confidential. Many babies are saved and many hearts changed. For more information, visit LorettaHouse.org or call 940-380-8191. 
All right, welcome back. This is the Good News Show here on KETH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. Phone number 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. Still have a couple of uh, the Mother Angelica book called Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and Other Prayers. And so, so we got a call, huh? We did. It was from Lisa, who I has called in several times, I think, before. She's a very faithful listener. Yeah. She had her, she, first of all, she was want to say one of the things she was thankful for was our station. She says it really helps her. Um, she prays her Mother Angelica Rosary every oh, day. Wow. So I thought that was wonderful. And her praise is that in Thanksgiving is that um, she's in remission from her cancer. Yeah. So that's yeah. a really beautiful prayer request. So please, everyone, say that prayers of Thanksgiving yeah. for that. You tend to appreciate your health when you have a, a, a risk of it being taken away. Mm. You know, when you're just healthy and everything's going great, you don't even think about it. But then when something like that happens, so, all right, so if you want to get, uh, claim one of those other two, just call up. You don't have to go on the air. Just tell us what you're thankful for, because this has been a year where a lot of us, including myself, have kind of, you know, kind of... You know, focused on a lot of the bad stuff going on and all the turmoil and COVID and riots and you know, the election turmoil. But boy, I tell you, we're so blessed. There's so much to be thankful for. And you know what I'm thankful for, Cecil? I'm thankful for Dr. Jonathan <laughs> Sanford. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> you like that? That's great, dude. Uh, no, seriously. I mean, you, you're you a busy guy. You've got, not, in addition to a very challenging role at the University of Dallas as provost, uh, you've got a wife and uh, kids, a big, yeah, like, is it is it eight or nine kids? Nine kids, yeah. Nine kids. Yeah. That, that's a busy life. And for you to take 30 minutes once a month to come in here and talk to us, uh, uh, I'm very grateful for it. So that's one of the things I'm grateful for. And uh, Dr. Sanford and I have been communicating through email, and he said in, instead of the regular bringing in a guest, which is typically one of the professors at the University of Dallas to talk about their particular discipline tied into one of the virtues, he said, let's talk about thankfulness and gratitude. Now, why you picked that, I'll never know this week, <laughs> but uh, I'll just leave that up to you. Yep. And he said, let's focus on a question in the Summa, question 106 in the uh, the second part of the second part of the Summa. And, uh, gosh, how can I say no to that? That's right. Uh, I knew that would be sufficiently enticing, Dave. So, <laughs> so let me, just as we, as we begin this conversation, and I'm really excited about this, let's talk about you and how that spark of love of philosophy, and particularly St. Thomas Aquinas, began. Was it something you thought about in high school when you were younger, or was it not until you got to college? Or When, when did you start becoming interested in philosophy? That's a, yeah, um, when I was born. So, no, yeah, I mean, all men by nature desire to know. Um, those are the opening lines of, of Aristotle's metaphysics. So I, I, I was blessed with a, a really wonderful education. I went to a, a classical education, um, K, uh, 7 through 12, that was inspiring in many ways. I didn't know it was specifically philosophy that – that um, I would end up with, but I, I loved the study of humanities. I loved the study of languages. Um, I, I used to try to write poetry. I used to, to work on other creative fiction. Uh, so I, I was inspired to, to pursue the good, true, and beautiful in, mm -hmm. in my studies. And um, when I was in um, college, I would say the thing that I, I didn't start out as a philosophy major. I was a, a classical language um, major, and I persisted in that. But I had a second major in English literature. And um, I, I found that what I really appreciated about the philosophy classes that I took in the core curriculum that I had was the fact that I could argue with my professors, and um, <laughs> that was not problematic. That is to yeah. say – Argumentation is a good thing. Argumentation yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. And, and the fact that, that the common currency in the, 
in the classroom was the validity of your argument and mm-hmm. and then the soundness of your of your premises and that really attracted me right and so um, I almost went to law school and decided at the last minute to to go to uh, graduate school in philosophy. I studied a lot of ancient Greek philosophy as well as some contemporary philosophy. I was particularly interested in the background of John Paul II's thought. And so I, I studied a fair bit of early phenomenology. But of course, John Paul II was also a, a great Thomist scholar. And mm-hmm. it wasn't really towards the, the tail end of my studies that I, I – um, uh, became more deeply interested in the thought of St. Thomas Aquinas. In part, that's because he had not been presented well to me in some of the classes I had before. The The idea was that St. Thomas's thought was, was in a way fabricated, wasn't really engaging, wasn't, wasn't interactive. This was a this was a, a misperception of his thought based in part on on uh, some of my professor's view of, of handbook Thomism, which was popular in the 40s and 50s and 60s, um, although there's a lot of good in those handbooks. Mm-hmm. but That's when they tried to distill it into a, a, a right. smaller form that's more digestible to most people, right? That's, that's right. But then when I actually started reading a lot of St. Thomas Aquinas' thought, I was blown away mm-hmm. at how engaged he is with the, the thought of those with whom he disagrees. He, he, um, as an interpreter of Aristotle, and I, I had really done a lot of work on on Aristotle's thought. Um, his uh, Aquinas's commentaries are remarkably yeah. faithful, and um, those who are not themselves Catholics or or even consider themselves students of Aquinas's thought in general look to his commentaries, and for good reasons, right? So he's he's a he's a great scholar. But I also there was a, a point in my own philosophical um, career where I, I felt a bit aimless and. And I decided to adopt St. Thomas Aquinas as my patron saint and um, invoked him as finding some way to combine my my love for the life of the mind with my love for the faith to integrate the two and, mm-hmm. and become a whole thing instead of a, a bifurcated being. That's a bit dramatic sounding, but I, mm-hmm. I felt that yeah. way somewhat because yeah. when you're in graduate school, you're just occupied in reading and writing and 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 the life of the mind. So, yeah. Yeah, very good. And, uh, you know, one of the things that made me really interested in the, the Summa was reading Pope Leo Thirteenth. I talk about it all the time, Eterni Patris, The Restoration mm-hmm. of Christian Philosophy According to the Mind of St. Thomas Aquinas. And uh, I think it was 1879 he wrote this before, you know, Hollywood and television and movies and internet and all that. And he said, the Basically, he said, the problem we have right now in our culture is that bad philosophy has seeped into schools and entertainment and media, and uh, we need to get back to Aquinas. And mm-hmm. when I read that, I thought, wow, that, that, this is a, a pope telling us that we need to get back to some solid philosophy. And, and his solution was uh, the Summa. Right. And so, do, do you think, to what degree has the goal of Leo Thirteenth and Eterni Patris been uh, accomplished, especially in higher education and Catholic universities? Um, to what extent? Well, it, it varies significantly, and depending on the institution. Um, uh, but I, I would say there has been a revival in in the thought of St. Thomas Aquinas, a revival in a, a deep appreciation of the sources themselves. And um, we've got English translations that continue to be made, wonderful commentaries that come out. In just the last 15 years or so, there's been a, 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 a 
influx of, of works on Aquinas' treatment of the habits and the passions and the virtues. Um, that's been a, a major area. And then he's been a, a great inspiration for Catholic philosophers to, um, to think about what it is to do philosophy, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's this Socratic notion that philosophy is a way of living. And it's, it's interesting, Aquinas himself wouldn't have described himself as a philosopher. He was a theologian. Mm-hmm. And, and the Summa Theologiae is it's a sum of theology. Now, yeah. he, he does recognize that natural reason has its, its particular sphere, but, but he's engaged in a, a comprehensive work that's, that's um, uh, theological in character. And it's not as though you're plucking out philosophical reasoning, but, but his, his approach to theology is philosophical theology or mm-hmm. theological philosophy. And, and there's been a lot of uh, reflection upon what that means and, and how it is that one is to engage in um, philosophical thought as a, as a believer. Um, and uh, it's not just Catholics who've, who've been inspired by uh, the, the approach of St. Thomas Aquinas, but but uh, many Protestant and Jewish thinkers as well. Mm-hmm. So, so the the um, you know there have been several luminaries through the 20th century: um, Jacques Maritain, um, Etienne Gilson, in in the early years, um, and still today there are many wonderful Thomas philosophers. So I would say sprinkled across Catholic universities, um, you've got some. Um, uh, um, Thomist philosophers in nearly every department mm-hmm. that I that I know of, but yeah. it's not as though that's the only approach to philosophy. Yeah, yeah, interesting you say that. That he was more he more a theologian than a philosopher. He didn't call it the Summa Philosophia; he called that's it right. the Summa Theologica. That's so right. that, that's interesting. It's a good point. All right, uh, Dr. Jonathan Sanford's my guest, and we're going to talk about uh, Aquinas's treatment of thankfulness and gratitude. But a couple more quick questions, if I may, on the, kind of the, the the broader scope. If you're on, I'm put you on the spot here a little bit, okay? You're in an elevator and you've got 30 seconds to answer and a guy next to you says, Dr. Sanford, you're a philosophy major and you're a Thomist. Uh, what's, what's, what's the Summa Theologia about? And you've got 30 seconds to answer and you can't get into a lot of description. What would you say? Wow, 30 seconds. I would say it's, it's about reflecting upon God, everything that, that comes from God and how those rational beings who have come forth from God can make their way back to him. Okay. Yeah. Exodus and ready to us and that's that whole right. thing. Yeah, that's what I typically say. I say, you know, it's about coming to know God and, and there are various ways we can do that, which to me changes the way I, I, I see the world. It changes mm-hmm. the way I see nature, the way I, I the, the, the sacraments and, uh, you know, all the different ways that God is trying to draw us back to himself. And uh, as we, as we kind of move into, and by the way, if you have any question, um, and you'd like to talk to us or any, any question at any level, whether you have a, PhD in philosophy, or this is the first time you've ever even heard of this, Summa Theologia, you can give us a call, 877-757-9424. Don't forget, tell Sissel, call that number, tell her what you're thankful for, and uh, I'm going to send you Mother Angelica's Praying with Mother Angelica, Meditations on the Rosary, the Way of the Cross, and other prayers. And the the overarching uh, kind of structure of the Summa mm-hmm. Uh, as we get into this thankfulness and gratitude, which is in the second part of the second part. Uh, first part, I, what I describe it as is he kind of introducing God, that he exists, who he is, the angels, the nature of man. We're getting into, uh, you know, uh, a number of kind of prelim- not preliminary, very important things, but kind of mm-hmm. setting the stage. But right. really in the second part, getting into the practicalities of life, the virtues, the vices, the mm-hmm. habits, right? And so in the midst of this, and especially in the second part of the second part, where he's, he's going methodically through 
the four cardinal virtues mm-hmm. and all the virtues and even the vices that are in, uh, mm-hmm. in accord or in opposed to them. And so right. third part of the Summa, Jesus Christ, the sacraments, the last things. Right. And so right in the middle, we kind of basically have how is one to live their life. Right. And in the midst of that, a big section on, section on justice in which we find thankfulness and gratitude. That's right. So anything you want to add to that as far as the structure? No, I, I think you've, you've captured it well. I mean, it, it, uh, he begins with, with um, God and what we can know about God and what we can't know about God. Mm-hmm. I mean, so one of the interesting things he says is, is uh, we can't know God in his essence in this life, right? Yeah. But we can know that he exists because of uh, tracing from the effects of God to the cause. But and then, and then in succession, things that follow from God, the whole created order. And that's how he gets into a discussion of, of man and every other element of the created order as he understood it, right? The first part of the second part, first he treats of happiness, then he treats of the structures of um, the mind and will, and then he's got a, an analysis of, of the moral act, then he's got a treatment of the passions, and then habits, and then the virtues, mm-hmm. all the way up into a consideration of, of law. So that's – many people regard that as sort of the pure philosophical portion of of the, the Summa Theologiae. He does not get into the theological virtues there. He treats of – of the virtues in a, a relatively brief fashion mm-hmm. in overview, that first, right? That's right, yeah, kind of an yeah. overview. And then in the the beginning of the the second part of the second part, um, he looks at at first faith, then hope, then charity, and um, and then he returns to the four cardinal virtues, and he argues that all of the other virtues are relatable or reducible. Um, to the four cardinal virtues. Mm -hmm. But there I would say he's explicitly endorsing a theological approach because even the treatment of justice in that part of the second part of the second part of the Summa is resting on the treatment of charity. And seen from a a certain perspective, charity is a is a a further perfection of of justice. Mm -hmm. We're sort of beyond mere exchange into the realm of gift. And that's that's where we find ourselves thinking about this this Virtue of gratitude, which is in question 106 of the second part of the second part. Yeah, six articles in this question. Uh, and you want to just kind of go one by one and give us a little overview about uh, what he says or how do you want to take this? He starts off saying whether thankfulness is a special virtue distinct from other virtues. So he's saying, okay, is there something unique about thankfulness? That's and right. uh, what, 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 how does he uh, respond to that? Yeah, well, he, he does indeed argue that it's, that it's a unique virtue. And the, the, um, what, what makes it Unique is the fact that it is in response to a um, um, a particular obligation that we have, right? So, in in that first that first article, he he actually articulates you might call it um, or I I call it the the order of gratitude, mm-hmm. right? So he says that all great gifts come from God, um, and um, to God we owe a, a, a particular. Um, uh, expression of justice, which he calls religion, which is not the way we always think about religion, but but religion is what we owe to God as our thanks to Him, and um, and then he identifies fathers, or we could generalize and say parents, and to them we owe piety, um, which is an expression in general of of gratitude, but um, it's a it's an obligation that we have, irrespective irrespective of any kind of, of choice that we've made, right? 
Um, and then he mentions moral exemplars or those, those who inspire us to um, uh, obedience to their example, right? So what's interesting about those first three examples of um, uh, beings to whom we owe gratitude of one sort or another is that those are debts that we can never repay, mm. right? Um, and and here's where where I think the the um, the insight of, of Aquinas is particularly significant. And and you know I wouldn't just look at 106 in order to to pull this together, but but there's there is um, if, if if you think of this notion of debt, right? Um, debt is something you want to get out of. And in fact, in 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 the not so distant past, if you were in debt to someone, they could put you in prison if you mm. didn't pay off your debt. In time, right? So there's debtors' prisons. Um, we don't want to be in debt, and yet Aquinas is saying that what's fundamental to your individual being is that you are in eternal debt to God mm. for your 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 very self and all your gifts and your talents. You're in debt to your parents because of the life that they gave you, even if they were. Terrible parents, you yeah. know, you owe them a certain honor. You yeah, owe them your, your very piety. existence. Yeah, that's right. And then moral exemplars who inspire you, who give you an example to follow. Um, you're in eternal debt to to them. So rather than enslaving us, these kinds of debts liberate us because they provide the very structure of the kind of choices we need to make. Right? Um, what would be Absolutely paralyzing and enslaving would be if you thought that it was entirely up to you what you owed to others, mm. what in particular you owed to God or to your parents or to others who've who've been benefactors to you, right? So, a fourth category of of um, persons to whom we owe gratitude are, it just says, generally benefactors. So your teachers, your coaches, your your coworkers who might um, uh, do a favor for you to help you complete a project, right? We we owe thanks to each of these, but you know the coworker who helps you with a project, you can say, well, thank you, and there you kind of you, maybe you've you've completed the cycle of exchange, right? But again, when it comes to your parents or when it comes to God, you're you're never done mm. with that exchange, right? But it, it that the the, the the um, irremediability of that kind of debt is what points you in the right direction as you yearn to do righteous deeds throughout your life. Yeah. You're propelled, so to speak, by your effort to give thanks for the great good that your life is and that each of your, your, uh, your gifts and talents are. It's an interesting perspective because most of the time when people think of religion, they think of organized religion. They think, I go to a church on Sunday, I'm part of the Catholic Church, and, you know, there's this movement a while back where people would say, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Mm -hmm. Uh, For I would think what you're saying is religion has to do with the virtue of Thanksgiving, right? It has to do with realizing what you just talked about is that there are certain things that we've received that we can never pay back, and we're in a good debt. That's and right. the only response to that is thankfulness, that's right? right? And that's, that's right. how we 
kind of even the scales a little bit is in our own sense of gratitude, which ends up making us very happy, right? That's right. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this is, this is um, one of the insights that, that Aquinas actually uh, provides here in, in the reflection on ingratitude is, is there's a, you know, there, there is a kind of joy that comes in the expression of gratitude. I mean, there's joy that comes from the exercising of any virtue. Mm-hmm. But um, as, as we know from personal experience, those who, who tend to be grateful for their lives or the lives of those with whom they interact on a regular basis, they, they tend to be more cheerful people, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's, not, it's not necessarily that they're, they're cloying optimists or, or something like that. It's a different kind of cheerfulness, right? It's, it's, it's an affirmation of the goodness of their life, an affirmation of the goodness of other people's lives and a recognition that they're a gift, these other people are a gift, that gift comes from a gift giver. That gift giver is God, and he deserves our praise. He deserves our um, expression of, of thanks. Mm-hmm. And you can make of your entire life, then, an expression of thanks to God. Yeah. Let me tie it in. It's a gr- Thank you for that explanation. That was outstanding. It gives me a whole new perspective on uh, what we're talking about uh, this week and Thanksgiving. What would be your advice? And we have about two minutes remaining for people in the midst of, like I said, a crazy year and a lot of things going on and all of our, you know, routines have been disrupted and, you know, many people have gotten sick and... Uh, to just, uh, you know, as you're with your family Thursday, God willing, you know, to have this attitude of gratitude. Uh, well, from a practical standpoint, what would you suggest? Yeah. Um, well, everyone, every circumstance is different, right? And, and people are hurting. And, um, but the fact that we are alive, uh, the fact that, that we, we have some other with whom to celebrate this, this great national holiday of Thanksgiving is reason for Thanksgiving, yeah, and and yeah, I was thinking about gratitude with respect to to our country, right? Which Thanksgiving is is an expression of, um, and and in a way, our country is is relatable to us analogically, like our parents are, right? I mean, we're we're born into a particular country, and we we owe that country thanks. We we tend to to call that thanks patriotism mm-hmm. um, or piety with that uh, yeah, fondness, a kind, yeah. a kind yeah. of piety, um, but a, a kind of piety that I can th- you can think of as, yeah. as a patriotism. But that doesn't mean that you think it's right in every respect, right? So there's a way to be grateful without minimizing the the challenges, um, but. Um, I, I think it, I think it begins in in the affirmation of the goodness of your own life yeah. and recognizing that as a gift. Yeah, um, and. Um well, I think if you've shown the, the, how some pretty heady teachings of Aquinas can be brought down to a, a low level and be very practical in our life. And it comes down to just being grateful for what we've been given, uh, that we can never repay. And I, I appreciate that explanation. That was very good. Thank you. Well, thank you. And, uh, time is out. It goes so fast. That you was know? very that fast. Was, that was very fast. Uh, Cecil is back there taking notes, by the way. And so there's going to be a 10 answer question quiz here afterwards, uh, with Professor, uh, Sanford. Okay. Anyways, thanks uh, to Sissel. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, if you still want one of these uh, Praying with Mother Angelica books, you can call us even a few minutes after the show ends and claim yours because, uh, hey, I want to say thank you for listening to the show and supporting this network. Uh, phone number, again, 877-757-9424. And if you want to learn more about the University of Dallas, go to udallas.edu. And I hope you and uh, Rebecca and the, fa- the, the big family have a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. Well, thank you. Same to you and yours, Dave. Thanks for making me part of your show. All right. God bless you, everybody. Bye-bye.
Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. Um, what are you doing, Cecil? I'm trying to get the perfect selfie of myself and the 910 AM bumper sticker on my car. Oh, why? Haven't you heard? There's a stick up for 910 AM selfie raffle. There is? Yep. We're asking listeners to either send us their bumper sticker selfies or post them to our GRN DFW Facebook group. And every week until December 12th, we'll be doing a drawing for an awesome prize. Wow. Folks can email kath at grnonline.com to either get more bumper stickers or to send us their photos. Now, do you mind moving, Dave? You're blocking my son. Oh. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. This is John Martinoni of the Bible Christian Society. I'm excited to also be teaching high school apologetics with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or writing with Aaron Brown, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, 